What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Machevsky, and today we have a special episode because one, we have Misty just lying down here, dead because she's super, super hot. And we have a special guest coming on today, my wife. But we're gonna bring her later. She's just chilling on the couch right now. Um, what we're gonna go over today is another kind of low back pain um, topic because I see this a lot in the clinic. I see this a lot in the gym when people perform things that require a lot of hip extension and they always say, oh, I always feel it in my lower back. So an example of that is running, they feel it in their low back, deadlifting, they feel it in their low back, even some like squats, they feel it in their low back, lunges, basically anything to do with your lower body tends to require quite a bit of hip extension. And if you don't have one, the mobility to do hip extension, things are gonna F up, and two, if you don't have adequate um, active control of hip extension, things are not going to work the way they should. So I wanted to cover this whole topic because it's something I always talk about almost on a daily basis when I see a patient in the clinic uh, dealing with low back pain, and it kind of goes down to that whole you know concept and idea that um, glute function, your glutes don't fire, glute amnesia, or whatever you want to like call it. Um, so we're gonna kind of unravel that whole topic in today's episode. So for those who are listening to this podcast, highly, highly, highly recommend that you watch the video of this because we're gonna be demoing um, quite a bit of stuff on this uh, topic and we're gonna have my wife Angel be the body and demo and maybe she'll chime in with her two cents because she's almost a doctor and I know nothing compared to her. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a good episode. So hit the show notes, hit the link on my YouTube to watch this. Um, if not, I'm gonna try to be as descriptive as possible if you're listening to this, you know, in your car or whatever you do while listening to podcasts. Um, and hopefully Misty doesn't get super psyched and excited that we're on the floor and she's gonna start wanting to play. And we'll probably move the camera around a little bit too. Um, so I guess we can get started. Hip extension. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. All right. Hop on into the frame, babe. All right, so what we're gonna do, um, I'm gonna get you to lie down this way on your belly. Nice, okay. So for those who don't know, hip extension is when your leg goes back to extend the hip this way. So I'm gonna get Angel to extend her right hip into extension. And good, so that's hip extension. Not really that exciting, that, you know, intricate, but it, is so, so, so vital with um, any kind of exercise dealing with um, things like deadlifts, hip thrusts, squats, all those things. And I think I should be on this side so I don't cover you. Um, so number one, there is like a sequence of firing when it comes to uh, hip extension. 
Number one, it should be the glute that engages. Then number two is your hamstring and then lumbar spine. What we see a lot is that people end up going lumbar spine first, then hamstring, then glute kind of just is there. Or you'll hear people saying, my hamstring cramps when I do glute bridges, I feel it in my low back and nothing in my glutes. So those are like the two scenarios that we always, always see. A lot of times too, when I assess somebody, when we do exactly what Angel just did, a demonstration of hip extension, I'll always ask them, where do you feel it? And they're like, pretty stiff in my low back. So maybe demo it one more time, but like be like completely prone. What hands down with it? No, let's go on top of each other. You want and my feet to be tucked up? Yeah, you can go tuck and extend and then back down. What did you feel? It did feel low back a little bit. So even when I assess hip extension, I'll kind of watch what happens and like right away angel likes to use this portion of her back so if you go again you can even like and go again do it now yeah you can already see like this hip will drop down and then this starts firing up so there's a couple things that we can do number one we have to figure out if it's a mobility issue so we can check passively we can do other orthopedic tests. What do you test for hip extension? You can do yeoman, where you have the, you can bring it up like this, yeah. like passively. Yeah. Um, and then any of the like internal external rotation doing that way as well. What about the one on the table where you have the leg off to the side? Um, you can do Gaines lens or mm -hmm. Thomas. Can you say those tests out loud for the audience? So you have Gaines lens. Oh, I always get these two mixed up. I believe Gaines lens is the one where that's off the table, whereas Thomas is fully on the table. Thomas is like this, I believe. And the and the, um, the examiner is the one that's putting over pressure, whereas Gaines lens is off the table, and you as the patient is the mm -hmm. one doing the pressure, and the other leg is falling off the table. Yeah, so for those who don't know, those are like orthopedic tests that most physiotherapists, chiropractors, or future naturopathic doctors will learn to rule out or figure out any kind of musculoskeletal stuff. Um, again, do I use them? Sometimes, but again, like there's so many different ways to skin a cat and it's all based on how you're trying to figure out what. <laughs> Why to skin a cat? That's a pretty like common phrase that people say. No? I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? There's lots of ways of figuring this out. Okay, hip extension. <laughs> I use the FRA, I test passively and actively, but I care mostly about active control because that's where it translates more into everyday stuff and more into what happens at the gym. So when I see that this is not working, well, hip extension is not working and this is overpowering, we need to figure out how to, well, number one, activate the glutes. There's so many ways of doing that. And there's ways to kind of um, prevent lumbar extension from happening. So we're gonna go down the rabbit hole of probably um, demonstrating some exercise before I go back into more hip extension stuff. So something that I like to use 
in um, my Kim Stretch classes and things like that is number one, priming the kind of nervous system to one, because a lot of times where if something doesn't move the way it should, I kind of automatically think of your nervous system is the gatekeeper to everything. And if I constantly have someone putting an emergency brake on for every single body part that I have, I'm not gonna have a really good chance of activating what I want. So sometimes what we'll do, um, at least in my programming, I will incorporate things from the kin stretch um, practice that I have, like pails and rails to directly communicate to the nervous system to be like, hey, I wanna utilize this movement pattern here are the muscles involved in the pattern and I'm going to tell my nervous system that I need more kind of recruitment for those muscles to ensure that I don't hurt my lower back when I deadlift. So what we're gonna do, I didn't even plan that I was gonna do this, this is top of my noggin, mm -hmm. and we're gonna do this in our kin stretch later today. I'm gonna to get you into a half kneel position. Oh, I am. And we're gonna kind of, on oh, these shorts really tight, we're gonna go into kind of almost like a runner stretch like this, but move the knee further back. Do you feel a stretch in here? Mm -hmm. So essentially now we're stretching um, hip extension muscles that are responsible for that. How we're gonna do a pails and rails contraction is we're gonna slowly lift this up. You feel the knees now flat? On the ground? Mm, yeah. So you're gonna hold that there. When I tell you to go, you're gonna drive your knee down to the ground and that way. And this way? Yeah, almost like you're trying to like okay. knee someone forward. Yeah. Um, and go. Start pushing, push, 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 push. We're gonna hold this for about 10 seconds and relax. And I'll kind of sink deeper into it. Because right away, like even all the people on watching, like the moment she stopped, her whole hip already dropped forward because now we told her nervous system like, hey, let's have more hip extension. And then you did that little isometric contraction and it was like, okay, I'll give you a little bit more. So let's go back to that same position. And now we're gonna do the rails in this. There is a chance, babe, <laughs> that your hamstring might cramp. Because what we're gonna do is the opposite. We pushed forward in that way. Now you're gonna think of driving your heel up towards the ceiling. But when you do that, when I tell you to go, think of squeezing your glute, driving the heel up. And up. Drive it up, drive it up. Again, 10 seconds, go, 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 go. And relax. And you can put this down. How did that feel? Okay, so now let's go back to that prone position because now it's like test and retest. That's what we always do to see if things are working. Go back to that prone position and show me hip extension like we did before. So right away what I noticed and relax, this was quiet. The glute fired and then the hamstring. Did that feel different? Yeah. Yeah, so like huge difference and like, oh my god, it's like magic. It's like voodoo. Not really. It's just manipulating our nervous system for our advantage. So imagine now if you were doing your warm up and we literally just held those stretches on both sides, did an active component. Now your glutes are like, all right, I'm ready for information. What do I need to do? You're most likely gonna have a better time doing things like deadlifts, hip thrusts, squats, whatever it is. The other thing I wanted to show, cause that kind of just threw me for a loop, go into a quadruped position and perfect. So what 
I always see, move forward a little bit. When you see all the females on Instagram working their glutes, a lot of times they end up using lumbar spine and not actually utilizing hip extension for their glute. So what I want you to do is take your right leg out straight but the toes on the ground. Yeah, and you're just gonna like do one of those leg lift things that you see on Instagram. Keep going. So Angel's doing a really good job of actually just utilizing hip extension. Now like overly exaggerate what you see. So that's what usually happens. So like the leg doesn't need to go that high and relax. So, but have the leg straight out again. Essentially, I'm gonna take you through extension. So essentially like 20 degrees of hip extension is like that's, that's all it is. But then anything further, it's lumbar extension, right? So now imagine, you can relax, you can even go to child's pose, I don't know what you wanna do. Um, now imagine when you see people in the gym or even yourself going through like I want to gain more size or aesthetically change my glutes so I'm gonna end up doing those hip extension uh, exercises and every single time I extend my leg I'm going into lumbar extension you know you may actually have the mobility requirements to actively lift your leg into hip extension but you think that more is better so I'm going to create this almost like movement behavior of every time I tell my hip to extend I'm going to use my lumbar spine every single time instead and then every single exercise or form of exercise like running your leg that's supposed to just go to hip extension is now just doing lumbar extension over and over and over again so you're actually giving yourself a disservice because now you're not actually activating your glutes as much as you should right so little things like that go a long way does that kind of make sense mm -hmm. you want to throw anything in there I mean, you got it all covered okay um the other thing that i find is when people do exercises like the glute bridge a lot of times people will feel again hamstring or low back and never glutes there's a lot of little things that you can do to change that so let's get into a supine position legs bent like we're about to do a glute bridge because we're going to go over how i um coach the glute bridge and i'm going to move the camera a little bit just to get a better angle or just a little bit closer that looks good so just do like a standard glute bridge i don't know how normal just 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 arms out to the side she's trained to just do it the way i do it so that's let's do a couple more that's essentially what most people do for a glute bridge and good how i coach it so i want to think that if i'm going to utilize an exercise like the deadlift i want to think of every single muscle that's involved with the deadlift because when i look at a warm-up i want to create a warm-up that is specific to what i'm about to do to get most bang for my buck when it comes to exercise selection so with the deadlift in mind a glute bridge is primarily just working hip extension and just glutes but let's you know make it a little bit more specific to the deadlift so 
the biggest thing that I see that people kind of leave on the table is not utilizing their lots in a glute bridge. And when you look at the lats, they have a huge, huge, huge influence on how your hip structure um, comes together in any kind of active component. And if you look at how it literally like flows into the glute complex, if you've done your cadaver lab, <laughs> which she has done just recently, um, you'll see that like all the fascial lines of the lats like literally dig into your pelvis where your glutes are. So when people say in their like deadlift cueing, like engage the lats, like you wanna like think of bending the bar, like all those things. So it's like, okay, well, why don't I add that to my glute bridge to ensure that my low back is not turning on every single time I do a glute bridge. So what I do is I'll get Angel to drive her elbows into the ground. And again, when it comes to like joint centration, we use a fist to squeeze tight, just like if we're squeezing tight on a barbell to think of bending it in half. So now we have more tension being sent through the lats to kind of communicate with the glutes to go into extension. So let's do a couple of those. Yeah, and good. Little simple thing. Now the other thing too is like when I think of glute function, we also have to think of like the outside stuff of our glutes, like your glute med and min and all those deep six uh, muscles that allow you to externally rotate the hip. So when you do that in a deadlift, cause a lot of people don't think of like pushing their hips out this way to make sure you go straight. Cause a lot of times when people don't engage properly in the deadlift, they'll kind of come up and like, swivel to one side whoever is stronger. So if we think of actively driving our knees out to the side to engage lateral stabilizers, it's gonna make things so much easier. So what I like to do is even with the feet, we're gonna have them out, Ooh, nice ankles. <laughs> feet out to externally rotate, so <laughs> inside joke. Um, you're gonna drive the knees out to the side into abduction to get more of those lateral stabilizers in conjunction with everything that we just did with the elbows and fists. So then come up and she's thinking of pushing out, yep, and then holding and then coming back down. So now we have a lot of components that relate to the deadlift that we're making sure that the glutes are actually engaged, the lumbar spine's not involved, and then we're gonna throw a third or fourth thing, I'm like totally, four. four or even five, because I didn't even think about the feet, um, is the breath. So a lot of times, people don't utilize their diaphragm, and I've done like three episodes on the diaphragm, so go find those. Um, during exercise, they don't utilize the diaphragm properly. So even in the glute bridge, I wanna prime my diaphragm to be ready for, say, something like a deadlift or a hip thrust or a back squat. So before every single um, glute bridge, what we're gonna do is take a deep belly breath in to engage diaphragm, and then we're gonna go up into and exhale as we do it. Here we go. And then, yeah. I don't, sorry, did I do it right? <laughs> you did, you did. You just held it, then you breath, and it was all good. But essentially what you wanna do is like, deep belly breath in, you hold it to create a little bit of intra-abdominal pressure, you drive up, exhale, and then back down. Relax. That feel good? Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, stronger. So like a lot of times, you know, you, you can come up from there if you don't feel good. Um, people exercise, or 
move their body while exercising without any kind of purpose, and it ends up kind of just going through the motions, and that's where a lot of people lose their, you know, um, opportunity to actually utilize what muscles are supposed to happen. So in this case with like hip extension, how many times have you gone to the gym or seen other people do glute bridges just back and forth and like, are you really getting the benefit or are you just moving for the sake of moving, right? So you want every single exercise you do have a purpose behind it, have a full intention behind it. So then you can get the most like, you know, the biggest dividends from your workout. And that's where I think a lot of people kind of miss the boat, um, just checking the time. Um, but yeah, like, I think the biggest thing is most people have bad movement behaviors when it comes to um, hip extension, and then they don't, you know, follow a specific protocol in their warm up to, you know, improve um, activation of all their hip extension muscles and small little changes on something like the glute bridge that go a long way will help quite a bit. Um, anything else you want to chat about on hip extension that you can think of? Yeah, I think warm-up is great. Most people are just sitting in their chairs all day now, especially now with COVID, so movement is great. It's good advice for me too. Cause <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point though too, is like because we live in an environment that doesn't you know, promote a lot of posterior stuff because we tend to fall into this position a lot. So something as simple as that glute bridge that we all change with all those little things are all the stuff that we need in order to move like a human being that's not being challenged quite a bit. So even from a training standpoint is like anything posteriorly is gonna give us so much more than focusing on just doing bench press and bicep curls and step ups, like we wanna use this back stuff as much as possible. Um, I think I'm gonna leave it there because we kind of started without any kind of rambling, got right into it and we're already past 20 minutes. Um, so, oh, Misty's like twitching and sleeping. Um, that's it for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed our guest, future Dr. Angel Santos, which is gonna be amazing. Um, about hip extension and low back pain. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Hit the show notes, add me on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Give me a five-star review on any platform that you listen to my podcast. And if you haven't done so already, watch this video if you've been listening. Uh, so you have a better visual understanding what we did here on the floor. And that is it for us. Until next time, you guys, see ya.